This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. On this week's show, Thor brings the love and the thunder in a new trailer. Um, we might be seeing a DC overhaul, and we are going to summon the suit and talk about the first half of Moon Knight. Hello there, everybody, and welcome back to From a Certain Point of View. I am Josh. And I'm Adam. And if this is your first time listening, um, we really just are nerds that like welcome. to talk about movies and um, TV shows, and yeah. um, we'd love to have you be part of our audience. So this is episode 124. Um, plenty to go back and listen to if you're a first-timer as well. Yeah. Maybe start like around 70. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The yeah, I think first... that's, I think that's when we found our stride. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We found our stride there. Um, yeah. uh, I, I believe you're referencing Ghostbusters Afterlife with that. By the way, I wasn't. Whether you know it or not, <laughs> his podcast is like a, the me. show. Really, really gets its voice in episode. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, figure out where we find our voice for this show. But <laughs> today we we have a lot of news to talk about. Um, we're gonna in our main segment we're gonna talk about Moon Knight, the first three episodes. Um, but before we get into all that, let, we uh, do something at the top of our show and we give recommendations for everybody out there to to check out. So Adam, do you have a recommendation this week? Yeah, I took the family uh, last night. <laughs> Uh, to see Sonic Two, and uh, I'll recommend that. I uh, I think it's a, it's a really good family outing, and uh, you know it, it's it's funny. Um, I do think it's a solid twenty to thirty minutes too long, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. but I think it's a it, it's just a fun movie, and it, it's a good family movie. So I uh, I recommend that for my pick this week. Yeah, I. Uh... I would recommend it too. I, I took Sydney to see it um, the the other night, and you know we both enjoyed it. Um, I, I I'm still not sure if I prefer the first or the second one yet. I, I prefer um, the first one for sure. Yeah, I might be with you on that. Yeah. There, there yeah. are a couple things in this one that were kind of just like a little it felt like a little silly or out of place to me, and like I didn't. Yeah, for I, sure. I was like, yeah, what's, what's going on here? But there's um, a, but there, overall, I enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah, there's a dance scene and there's a big wedding story that I think just felt. Yeah, that just, uh, honestly, like I, I think they're both. I think they were both funny in their own right, but mm-hmm. I think that the story was just fine without either of them. So. Yeah, I agree. Like I don't I'll tell you th- what, like they weren't bad scenes. I just think that they could have not been in there. So Yeah. I'm with you. Um I, I thought a lot of the action was really cool. I thought the action yeah. scenes were a lot of fun. Um 
album and i i enjoyed that and everything and yeah, the visuals I, were good too yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. and i loved uh tales and knuckles and i think yeah they, the new characters were, were did, good i think they yeah. did great with those characters and uh mm-hmm. yeah i think it was i think it was really good so and jim, jim carrey as usual is just fantastic jim fantastic too. yeah 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 um so my recommendation is not family friendly, really. I mean, it's not, this isn't like a horribly awful show to watch, but, um, you know, I have to watch it when, when Sydney's not awake, but this is, um, Better Call Saul season five. I, I just kind of, I didn't binge it necessarily, but I, I did watch the entire season in the within the past couple of weeks, getting ready for season six. And I, I think season five for me, bar none is the best season of the show. It, it really really starts to pick up and um you know make those connections to breaking bad even more um the stakes are raised and you know and i watched the the first half of the um premiere episode of season six just before we started recording here and i thought i think it's brilliant i think it's such a good like you know opening episode of a season and setting up everything and continuing what happened at the end of last season so I highly recommend checking out Better Call Saul um, season five in particular and season six is is starting. The first two episodes are out right now. I actually um, subscribed to AMC plus for like I have like a free seven days. And then after that, it's like eight bucks a month or something like that. Um, I don't I, I won't like hold on to that subscription, but I might just during Better Call Saul. So because otherwise I'd have to like DVR the show and watch it in kind of a lower quality. And, you know, me, I'm all about my, my video quality and everything. So <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking about trying it on AMC plus. But yeah, that's my recommendation. Um, last week we talked about baseball and we, we gave you nine innings of our favorite baseball movies. And we had a poll where we had to kind of narrow it down to four of those movies and, and what is your, your favorite. Um, so let's get into our one question to rule them all segment. So the four choices for um, favorite baseball movie were Field of Dreams, Moneyball, The Sandlot, and A League of Their Own. And this poll was really close. Um, there were there were three that were really close together. Nobody liked Moneyball as their favorite. <laughs> um, but, you know, that is what it is. But this actually went to The Sandlot, um, receiving 40.6% of the vote, followed by... Field of Dreams with thirty one point three, and then A League of Their Own at twenty eight point one percent. So this was, I guess, it was a little bit of a surprise to me. I kind of thought Field of Dreams would take it, so I was a little surprised. Sandlot is a really, really beloved movie, though. Um, Mm -hmm. So I, I, so I get. I think I was more surprised that Field of Dreams and League of Their Own were competing so hard against each other for so long. You know. Um, Yeah. So I think that was the more surprising part of it for me. Um, I I can see the Sandlot taking that. Oh, I absolutely love the Sandlot. I think it's great. I just didn't realize, yeah. you know, um, 
people enjoyed that maybe even more than field of dreams so that's that was yeah, cool yeah so it was a, it was a good poll question it was close and uh that's your results so um we are going to head into our new segment at this point sold out every copy Tomorrow morning, Spider-Man, page one, with a decent picture this time. Move Conway to page seven. There's a problem with page seven. And make it page eight and give him 10% off. Okay. And make it 5%. That can't be done. Get out of here! Okay, so as usual, we're going to start with the box office report um, for this past weekend. And the big opening I, that wasn't such a big opening um, was the Secrets <laughs> of Dumbledore. Yeah. Um, and it... It took in just forty-three million over the weekend domestically, which is the lowest of any you know Wizarding World film. Um, but it is doing pretty well internationally. It made a hundred. It's made a hundred and fifty million at this point when this was posted. When this was posted, um, so it's close to two hundred million worldwide um, so far, which isn't bad. But um, I, I really think that there were a couple things working against this film one is just the gap of time between the last one and this one there's just a long delay a long period of time and then just the fact that the crimes of grindelwald in my opinion wasn't that great and i i think there were a lot of people who felt that way um yeah i don't know do you have a differing opinion or other no thoughts? i i would the only thing i would add to that is the whole johnny depp thing i think has hurt this one as well yeah um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, regardless of how you, uh, anyone particularly feels about Johnny Depp and how he played that character, uh, Johnny Depp has a lot of fans, and um, a lot of people kind of pulling for him right now and what's going on mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. his personal slash public life. Yeah. So I, I think that has affected it as well. I think the most interesting thing to watch with this franchise going forward is that this was originally supposed to be a five-part franchise. And there have been reports or rumors that, you know, um, Warner Brothers might kind of cut it loose after after this if it doesn't do well. And uh, Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily think that it's doing bad right now. You know, like you said, it's getting close to 200 million worldwide. I know that's probably far less than what they were wanting it to do. But I don't think it's doing necessarily bad. So it's it's just going to be interesting to see where the fantastic beast series goes from here. So. Yeah. I mean, I know, I know I can't say anything about this movie yet cause I haven't seen it. Um, but my I wife either. and I do plan yeah. to go see it. Right. So, um, and that's, that's where that was the number one movie of the weekend, but Sonic was number two, pretty, pretty close behind with 30 million over the weekend. Um, so an additional 30 million that brings its domestic total to close to 120 million after two weeks. Um, so that's a, a pretty good showing for Sonic too. I yeah, think families yeah, are, sure. are going out and, and checking mm-hmm. that out. Um, and those were pretty much the main things from the box office. And I, I agree that it'll be interesting to see where the fantastic beast franchise goes, especially with the, a little bit of a shakeup at DC that we're going to, and Warner, um, Really, the shakeup at Warner slash Discovery is what I meant to say um, that we're going to be talking about in a little bit. But Thor, um, we finally got a trailer for Thor Love and Thunder um, and a poster release 
as well ahead of its uh, July 8th release date. So, Adam, have you watched the trailer? Do you have thoughts about it? I did watch the trailer. I don't know. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. I've talked on the show before how I felt about Ragnarok, and this just kind of is like Ragnarok 2, I think. (laughs) Um, Yeah. You know, same director, you know, kind of, I think, has that same tone and feel. And I've said before, Mm -hmm. I I miss the, the tone of the first two Thor movies, you know, where it was more mythological and uh, uh, not really serious because there was still humor and, and stuff in it, but mm-hmm. it was a little, it was more, um, it took itself more seriously. How, how about that? Yeah, that makes sense. So I, I, I I'm going to miss that. Um, I enjoy seeing the guardians and the guardians are my favorite MCU franchise for sure. Uh, so I like mm-hmm. seeing the guardians in there. Um, I don't know. Uh, Thor is finding himself again. Yeah. Which seems to have happened in like all of his movies. Right. Right. I don't know. Um, I'm not going to skip it or anything. I'm definitely going to see it and I'm sure it's going to be funny. I'm sure it's going to be a good movie. I just don't know if it's going to be a Thor movie for me. So. Yeah. Um, I have thoughts about it as well. You you know I really enjoyed Ragnarok. It, yeah, it was my favorite yeah, of yeah. the Thor movies. Um, and honestly, I love the Thor you're, you're character. Not, yeah, you're not alone in that. I'm in the minority right. with how I felt about Ragnarok. Yeah. <laughs> so. Minority, majority, and whatever it doesn't bother me. But I I I loved Ragnarok. I you know, and I love the Thor character. I especially loved the Thor character in Ragnarok, and then Infinity War. Um to me it was like the best of thor from from it for me um and so i was not a fan of like the thor we got in endgame um so i was really glad to see in this trailer that he's working out again he's getting yeah, back into yeah. shape he's he, hair's long again um he's kind of got this 80s rock thing going on um yeah and you we get like sweet child of mine playing See, that's cool. where it feels like a guardians movie for me <laughs> It does feel like I was going to you know say that. I mean? like, it feels like, like it, it almost fits into a Guardians type movie, which I like because I love Guardians and I'm glad to yeah. see. And I think Thor yeah. and Guardians kind of fit together a little bit. And I, I think they, world. I think they do too. Um, I just, but it, but it is different from you know if you were a fan of the first and second Thor movies, you yeah. know, it, it's definitely different from that. So yeah, it, it, it um, just it feels more like a Guardians movie for me than it does a Thor movie. Mm-hmm. That's what bugs me. It definitely so. does. Yeah. Um so I I didn't I will say I didn't love the trailer. I mean, um there were things I liked I really liked about it. Like I it was interesting to me that he was like planting the axe in the ground and saying he's all about peace now and his hero days yeah. are over and I was kind of like, "Uh-oh. <laughs> um, I don't know where they're going with this, but I'm sure he will have a reason he's gonna to get called back into, get, action into the fight and, and, and um yeah, then yeah. we'll pass the mantle to Natalie Portman, so Right. Right. Um so yeah, I'm 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 interested to see it. I will say I'm more excited about um the multiverse of madness for sure than yeah, this. Yeah, definitely. Um but I am excited about it nonetheless. So we're going to move over to Star Wars for a little bit. And uh Rupert Friend, I think you say his name friend. I mean, it's spelled like friend. Um who plays <laughs> the Grand Inquisitor. Speak f- speak and, uh, friend and enter speak friend and enter lord of the rings reference okay. um 
So he sat down in, in a recent interview with hey, you guys. Um, <laughs> and that was, of course. <laughs> Help me out here, Adam. What did I just reference? Do you know? The Goonies. The Goonies. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> so he he opened up about Obi-Wan Kenobi. And I don't know how much knowledge Rupert Friend has about Star Wars. Um, or, you know, or anything like that. But so just take this what it's worth for what it's worth. He he says, um, if it's po- possible to be any more excited than folks already are, I would be. He said, I think it is one of the most thrilling additions to the Star Wars canon. I think Ewan McGregor is doing things with that role that is a dream for fans of the original films. You know, we can't obviously have Alec Guinness back, but I just think Ewan was absolutely born to play that part and wonderful cameos from people I obviously can't tell you but Easter eggs galore. Um, so Adam, do you have any thoughts about any of these cameos we might see or uh, anything like that? I mean, I wonder if he, is he aware that fans know that Hayden Christensen is going to be in it? I mean, I'm sure he would be. <laughs> I would um, think he would know. Is that I, one of them or is it? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe yeah. it is. Maybe he just doesn't keep up with that stuff. That's which is possible. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, I was, Liam Neeson keeps going on and trying to yeah. like say he's not in it, but I, <laughs> I really think he is. Yeah, and then there's always but, pictures of Maul showing up too, and you yeah. know what I mean. Uh, Ahsoka yeah. showing up and some images as well. I don't know. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So we'll see who would not be surprised. Cameos are. Um, but yeah, Obi Wan Kenobi. It's gonna be Clark. coming soon. Claude, oh, yeah. I, I really hope it's not. Um, <laughs> I like Claude. <laughs> staying with Star Wars, we uh, we talked. We didn't, but um, Romper did. Um, they talked with uh, Bryce Dallas Howard a little bit about um, Ahsoka. Speaking of Ahsoka, she says, "Without giving anything away, you are going to love the Ahsoka show that's coming up." I cannot tell you anything, but what I can say is that you being a fan of the Clone Wars will be greatly rewarded. Um, so, again, I kind of wonder, what does she mean by this? You know, does she mean, you know, if you're if you're a fan of the Clo- Clone Wars, you're probably really invested in the Ahsoka character, and you're going to see, you know, or, or she, or there are going to be certain things that we saw in the Clo- Clone Wars that are going to connect to this show. If you're a Clone Wars fan, you're going to get a greater yeah. appreciation yeah, of it. Yeah, you know? right. I, I I'm totally game for a show that Clone Wars fans would appreciate, you know. Um, yeah, and I think if anyone's not 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 uh not up to speed on their Clone Wars stuff, maybe it'll push them to check it out on Disney Plus. Yeah. So, and the the thing for me is I I didn't really think about. I mean, of course, Ahsoka plays a huge part in the clone wars um but my mind when i think about this show my mind goes to rebels and in, in the the end of rebels mm-hmm. and where ahsoka's character was heading after that and you know she brings up of course grand admiral thrawn in the mandalorian season two um and so that's where my mind i, I make more connections to rebels but it's interesting that she said you know if you're a fan of the clone wars it's really going to pay off so I think that'd be awesome. Cool. I'm I'm game for that. Mm -hmm. I'm game for that. Yeah. I think we got to reward fans for their investment in those Mm -hmm. other canon stories. So 
we are finally getting Top Gun Maverick on May 27th, um, I think. And uh, Paramount Pictures yeah, dropped a new featurette, <laughs> which I thought this was awesome. I don't know if you got to check this out or not, but it, I didn't. it, goes, into the, it goes into the training that these actors and actresses went through because they actually piloted these these planes you know um and it, it was just wild like that the training they went through <laughs> yeah like they 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 were like in un, they were in underwater training they had to be able to like get out of an actual like type of craft while underwater Eesh. um and then they went through progressions of types of planes they were flying Count and um, you know it, yeah it, it was just wow tom cruise is an absolute maniac and i give him credit <laughs> for um just being totally devoted to his craft <laughs> um yeah. and you know i can give him credit for that but absolutely I, I really recommend right. checking this out what's that absolute maniac is about right he is a maniac but yeah. man it's something else when, he, when it comes to the movies he is he is but yeah this was really cool i recommend checking it out if you're into top gun maverick um Another big franchise um, that's going to have a new movie coming out Friday, June 10th is Jurassic World slash Jurassic Park. And Jurassic World Dominion released a featurette including the original cast, um, you know, Sam Neill, Laura Dern, Jeff Goldblum. I thought this was a really cool look at how they're bringing together the old cast and the newer cast. And, you know, Colin Trevorrow talks about this really being a culmination of all of those films and a conclusion to the whole Jurassic Park, Jurassic World story. Um, yeah. So I hope they can execute that well. And, and, and we really get a nice close to that story. Um, yeah. Because with Star Wars, I, I, even though JJ was saying, okay, this is going to conclude the whole Skywalker saga. Right. I know there were a lot of people that felt like maybe that really didn't feel that way to them. Um, yeah. So, um, and I mean, it's I'm it's, hoping we get that with Dominion. It's interesting that you know, I I, I kind of would have thought that they'd want to continue doing stuff. It doesn't seem like Jurassic Park is like slowing down for them. I mean, right. You know, between having a new trilogy of movies that you know we're okay, but then I mean, I think uh, Camp Cretaceous has done pretty well for Netflix uh, as far as mm -hmm. you know, TV content goes. I thought maybe they could take that farther. Maybe they will in a different way. But, um, yeah, I'm sure they'll re revisit it in a different way. Yeah, you know, I imagine with probably a different director, you know, or sure, down the road, right. live action yeah. reboots. Yeah, <laughs> who knows? Uh -huh. um, but I think this is probably Colin Trevorrow's last. Yeah, you know, yeah, in this franchise. Yeah, so I'm excited for this one. Um. And finally, we're going to talk about the potential kind of overhaul, or um, so to speak, of, of DC. So according to a recent report from Variety, Discovery has been toying with the idea of taking DC and making it into its own solidified content vertical. I don't know what that means. Basically Marvel, uh, kind of like operating okay. more autonomously. Um, okay, so it's like its own entity pretty much. Yeah, kind of. So, you know, whereas the studio has been pretty involved in DC, uh, you know, WB stuff, um, it sounds like they're they're thinking about letting DC kind of 
do more of their own thing, kind of like Marvel does, you know, where they still answer mm-hmm. to Disney, but they're still, you know, kind of making their own decisions for the most part. So that makes sense. Thanks for explaining that to me. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the report also mentioned that the CEO of Warner Brothers Discovery met with candidates who have experience creating and nurturing blockbuster intellectual property with the goal being to find someone to serve as a creative and strategic czar. Um, I guess similar to Kevin Feige. Do you, you, what do you think? Um, I guess Emma Watts was one of the people that was mentioned. She was a former top exec at 20th century studios in, in Paramount. Um, I don't know. Do you think DC needs this? Yes. Yeah, DC okay. definitely needs this. DC, I mean, I, I think the DC, kind of when, when they do that type of thing, I, th- I think they do pretty well. I think the issues come with DC, like we see all the time in the films, where the studio is stepping in to make changes or, you know, mm-hmm. that type of thing. I think that's where... I think that's where they fall apart. So, yeah, I, I think that they need that. I think th- um, the only thing about having this, you know, Kevin Feige clone is... I, they need, I think, to have someone that has kind of that same passion for DC as Kevin does for Marvel. Yeah. Um, it can't just be an executive, you know, with some producing experience and, and stuff like that. That's not what they need. They need someone <clears throat> who kind of has that fire to make it do well. And I think that's what has been the difference for for Marvel is that, Feige does seem to have that interest in in the brand uh, that he's yeah. producing for. So that's what I would be a little worried about, depending on who they go with. Um, and I'm not saying that because I think that uh, who you mentioned there, uh, I forget her name already. Um, I, I'm not saying that she's the wrong person. I'm just saying that that's what they need to look out for. So. Yeah, that was Emma Watts. Um, But but I think you're absolutely right that this person needs to be totally invested in DC. Yeah. You know? Um, And I like the direction DC has been going lately with their kind of almost standalone type films and not having that interconnected universe. I think Um, that's what they need to do. I think that's what they need to focus on. Right. But I, I do think they could use a little bit more of a firm leader and mm-hmm. structure and um, for sure, you know, cause things with DC have been a little bit messy and, and you have like nine different versions of Batman at this point and mm-hmm. um, things like that, that just, which might is okay. A little, a little bit of tweaking. I yeah. mean, they're doing that whole multiverse thing, which, and, and that can work. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I think you're right. I think they need a, a little more direction and someone that's, um, invested in in their success and telling their stories um, how they want to tell it. So, yeah. So this could be, you know, this could create an even brighter future possibly for for DC and where I they're headed. So. I love DC stuff. Yeah. And speaking of the Batman, I didn't mention this, but it is now available on HBO Max um, in in 4K as well. So yes, it is. I. Uh, I'm looking forward to watching that again. But we are ready to move on to our main segment, and we are going to talk about the first half of Moon Knight.
All right, Adam. So <clears throat> we're just going to have an open discussion about Moon Knight and our thoughts on it so far. And what what are your overall feelings about this show after three episodes? Uh, I know we're only halfway there, but so far, honestly, this is my favorite Marvel show uh, to this point. I'm really, really loving it. I love the Egyptian motif in it. I love uh, mm. the character. I, uh, I love the main character and all of his side characters. Um yeah, I love the the god aspect. I think the villain is interesting. Um, everything I think is kind of coming together in this so far. So hopefully it, it keeps going. But that's my general three episode thought. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I wouldn't say I wouldn't go as far as to say it's my favorite. I'm glad it's your favorite, and I think that's awesome. I think I think there's a lot of people that really enjoy the show. Um, you know, I I can definitely name a few that have come before that I prefer to this, but. I, I definitely am enjoying I love Oscar Isaac, um, first of all, and I think he's tremendous. Um, I do like the the kind of Egyptian aspect of it. I like the multiple, you know, dissociative identity type thing, multiple personalities. That's interesting to me from a psychology perspective. Um, so there's a lot of things I really like about it. I, I think one of the things for me is I'm, I'm having a hard time kind of keeping track of the story. Um, and that might be partly be due to the fact that whenever we're trying to watch the show, you know, usually Sydney's around, we might miss some dialogue here and there. I feel like I'm kind of missing things. I need to go back through and watch it again, but you know, keeping the whole, I guess I wasn't expecting, even though I was, I was expecting Egypt, which I love, which mm -hmm. is awesome. I guess I wasn't necessarily expecting like, okay, the, this, he, this character, Mark Spector, is, is an avatar for this, like, god-type character, and there's right. these other yep. gods that are involved in this, and it, it's a little more, I guess, supernatural than I thought it would be, if yeah. that word is correct. Yeah. Um, and so I really wasn't expecting that. I guess I was expecting a little bit more of a, a grounded, like, Batman-type-esque sh show out of this, but, okay. you know, that... I think my expectations were not correct <laughs> yeah. um, on that. Yeah, I wasn't so, quite expecting the, the the Avatar thing either. I mean, I, I knew a little little bit mm -hmm. about Moon Knight, and I've read a little bit of his comics, but um, not enough to prepare me for all of that. But I really kind of dug that supernatural aspect of it, you know, with mm -hmm. you know the gods and the avatars and all that different stuff. I found that kind of very intriguing, and that's one of the things that brought me in you know, alongside the stuff that you mentioned, but also the cast so far, I think has been great. You mentioned Oscar Isaac, uh, who's been just stellar, I think is, you know, both Steven and Mark and, uh, you know, possibly yeah. one or two others. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it, wow. Ethan Hawke though, is Arthur Harrow has been incredible. Um, and I think that his villain so far is, extremely interesting and he's playing it to a T. I mean, that opening scene with the glass and the sandals was just yeah. disgusting and chilling at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, it was the cult, the whole cult thing in Germany was, was interesting. And then, you know, we kind of moved to some of the history between the two, um, as mm -hmm. far as the God goes. So there's a little bit of a connection there. Uh, I enjoy all that. I enjoy Khonshu and how kind of he's kind of a smart Alec God. And um, yeah, you know, I, I think <laughs> it's been I think it's been really enjoyable so far. So, mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and I mean, and going back to Oscar Isaac, I, I think the, his ability to like alternate between these different personalities yeah. is, is fantastic. I, you know, and going from Mark Spector to um, I'm going to need a little help with Stephen. I'm trying to look here. It's Stephen. I, I, I'm Stephen. Stephen Grant. Stephen Grant. There yeah. You go. Yeah. It's very impressive, and I mean, I mean the, the change in accent and everything. Um, yeah, from really no you know, accent to that British dweeb accent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just really impressed. I knew Oscar Isaac was a great actor, but I think he's really showing his chops in this show and um, putting his abilities on display. Yeah, and I agree with your assessment of Ethan Hawke's Arthur Harrow, um, and uh, yeah, I think he's just like. He's got everybody. He's got all those gods convinced that he's not doing anything wrong. He's not. He's not trying to unleash <laughs> yeah. Ahmed or whatever. That is that another god? I'm guessing. Or <laughs> again, I'm just having a hard time. Keep kind of just keeping yeah, track the, of all this. Yeah, god stuff, uh, but, there's a little. Yeah. There's a little bit there that gets confusing for sure. Um, uh huh. But yeah, the the point that you mentioned about him kind of convincing. I mean that that's kind of like classic cult leader stuff. And I, I think that's really interesting yeah. that that's how they're approaching that. And, you know, he has all the yeah. followers that are just kind of, you know, seated in everywhere that, that Mark or Steven ends up, you know, and then, you know, we talk to the gods and then they kind of pulls them onto his side. He, he can talk like that. You know, he has that charisma mm-hmm. and that way about him. And I think that that's, uh, maybe something a little bit new for Marvel, you know? Um, yeah. You know, that whole charismatic bad guy thing isn't maybe, but this whole idea that he, he's a, he's this cult leader type thing. I think that's maybe a little bit new and I think that's interesting. So I agree. I think the cult aspect of it is very interesting. I, I've, I have enjoyed shows in the past that dig into like cults. Yeah. And everything. Me too. Um, it's a fascinating, you know, the, psychologically as well it's fascinating to see how mm-hmm. you know cults operate in that manner and when you pull that in here coupled that a couple that with the whole you know DID or dissociative identity thing um kind of makes for a, a really interesting psychologically um intriguing storyline so for me like it pulls in a couple things i've always been interested in I've always been interested in in Egypt um, and wanting to go there. Um, And it's always a place I've wanted to visit. And also just that psychology aspect of it. Going back to Ethan Hawke, I feel like it's been a while since I've really seen him in anything. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's nice to see him here in in this show. And I I think this show is really fresh and different. Um, You know, even though it might not be like my absolute favorite, it's nice to have just a show that is different from others, you know, and it stands on its own and it stands out a little bit. So, yeah, no, I totally um, agree. Um, the one thing I, I wanted to kind of touch on briefly here is that I've seen people kind of complain that the whole DID thing isn't really representative of DID in real life. And mm-hmm. I just kind of want to say that this is a Marvel show. <laughs> So I don't know yeah. if you're looking in the right place for that type it's, of thing. Yeah, it, it's. <laughs> I mean, we're also talking about gods and avatars and and stuff like that. Yeah, superheroes and you know the stuff. It's it's this is real. not the definitive place for um, 
a, a real case study on yeah. dissociative identity disorder. You know, you'd be better served finding that elsewhere. It's, probably. it's interesting um, to be used here as a story vehicle, but I, I, I mm-hmm. caution people not to take it too seriously in that regard. I think. Right. And you know, dissociative identity disorder is not a disorder that I have a lot of knowledge about in, in real life terms. Um, you know, it's something I'm aware of, but I don't even know exactly, even with my psychology background, exactly how that particular it's, disorder works. It can in be people, interesting, you know, in real life, but there was a doc. Um, I think there's a documentary on maybe Netflix about it's a true crime, uh, documentary mm-hmm. about, uh, someone who, you know, committed some terrible, terrible crimes and blamed yeah. on that. Yeah. And, you know, it was, uh, it was, it was, uh, made from a point of, you know, was this real or did he make it up? And then, um, mm-hmm. it, it, it's interesting and I, I forget the name of it. I'll look for it while, while we're talking here. Yeah, that sounds really familiar. I feel like I've yeah um, heard of that or, or seen it possibly. Yeah. So I'll look for it as I'm, as we're talking here, uh, but it, it's an interesting kind of disorder, and it's interesting how they're tackling it here. I I, I like how they're tackling it here. I, I think it's uh, I think it's well done for the you know, the confines of the story that they're telling. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> one thing that I've another thing I've really enjoyed about this show is when you know, the, the suit gets some action. I, I feel like I want to see more of him in the suit sometimes, like, cause there's been some pretty cool action. Um, you know, Mark in the suit, but then it's interesting that, um, th- there's also the other suit that exists too. And it's like a whole different. Yeah. And I, I like how both personality, of, you know, I like <laughs> how both with, of, the, with, the, with the suits. You know? Yeah. And I like how both of the personalities have their own suit that kind of fits more of their personality. You know, you have the Mr. Knight, which is Steven's suit and it's more of a, more of a suit, you know, and, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Mark's is the actual moon. Knight, uh, get up costume. And I, I, I like that distinction. I think that's, I think that's cool. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm not exactly entirely sure how the suit works because, you know, he got like impaled with all these things in the last episode. Um, and I'm like, Oh, I guess he's all right though. (laughs) I wasn't so sure about that. Yeah. I don't know if that's okay. I'll just accept it. Well, I, I kind of came around to thinking that it was a, uh, kind of like like a protection from the gods type thing, you know, like he's, Mm -hmm. I don't want to say like anointed, but you know, I think maybe like the Conchu is able to somehow protect him through that type of stuff. Um, I have, I have questions about it too. His body. Yeah. I have questions Mm -hmm. about it too, because I mean, is he invincible? You know, what, what, you know, what's the limitations there? Are there limitations there? Um, so I have some questions there as well. Uh, but, yeah, I thought that was yeah an intriguing part of the last too. episode too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and do you have a particular episode that is your favorite so far? I don't think so. I mean, I think I think probably the first episode. To be honest, I I I like the music in the first episode. I like kind of. 
you know, that feeling like, like what the heck's going on here? Is is he in the apartment? Yeah. Is he not in the apartment? Is he visiting this place? Is this a, is this a dream? Is you know that type of stuff? I I liked that aspect of the first one, and um, mm-hmm. you know, I I I and honestly, I really enjoyed the second one too. You know, especially with the, you know the security guard, and he's go, he's trying to show the security guard what, what you know what's going on, and, and can't see any of it. Is there yeah. anyone that can see the uh-huh. stuff? Um, so, I mean, each episode has had parts that I've really, really enjoyed. But as far as a favorite, I guess maybe the first one. So, yeah, I like how the first one kind of slowly revealed what was going on, um, mm-hmm. and 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 really, we spent, you know, all the time with the Stephen Grant character, and um, and just not being sure. And we got to spend a lot of time with that character, and um. Yeah. See his yeah. kind of what his life was, what his daily life was like, and then he's going through this crazy thing that he doesn't know what's going on. Um right. and then finally at the end, like the suit is revealed and I like how they did that, you know. Um I I think my favorite though is probably the most recent episode, the third one. I really enjoyed that. You know, we It's a lot more action in that one. We got I to think. see there was more action. Yeah. We got to see, you know, Egypt and and they're there and um and kind of where the story's headed and in in that temple or that room or whatever with the gods and everything and that conversation was interesting um and then there was that whole thing towards the end with the sarcophagus and trying to find the clues I, I thought that was really cool um how I think it was Konshu and it took Konshu and mark or steven i forget which one it was yeah um maybe steven to the way they turn back the the stars to how it would have been on yeah that, that day, was kind of trippy you know yeah that was interesting to me i thought i thought that was kind of cool um and a cool way of like finding the clue where it leads and everything because i like stuff like that you know and, sure yeah um like treasure hunting stuff and finding maps and clues and and i like stuff like that so i thought that was cool and uh and i really like the action at the end of that third episode um yeah definitely. with uh you know the moon knight with the suit and everything so there, there's some interesting dynamics between the gods as well um that i want to touch on uh you know it's there's definitely seems to be some history there with Konshu and the rest but then there's also mm-hmm. this uh goddess or avatar of a goddess or or whatever that seems to maybe um be a little bit more on on Mark's side, on Gonshu's side, maybe or 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 not. I don't know. But yeah, there's some interesting yeah. things there that uh, need to play out as well. Mm-hmm. For sure. And <clears throat> I'm interested in the Layla character and exactly w- what her and Mark's relationship really is, and and kind of. Are, are we going to see any any more about about that relationship um and even more of like how how did mark end up in this situation um yeah, you I know, think how we did have he to end up being that, yeah. the the avatar for for Konshu and everything um how did this you know why is this character so invested in this um right. you know i'm interested in that in that answer there's a lot of and, stuff to to yeah. really di- dive into that we haven't gotten answers to yet so there's a lot to cover in these next three episodes um you know that's one yeah. of them the, you know, the the backstory with uh, Layla and and mark or 
I mean, because mm-hmm. it seems like she had some type of um, interest in, in the Avatar as well. I mean, or, mm-hmm. or there was a possibility of her being an Avatar or, or something along those lines. Um, right. There's, you know, the whole god and goddess, uh, who's on whose side uh, deal. Mm-hmm. Um I'm I'm interested to learn more about this scarab, you know, what the scarab is, what it represents, what it does. Um Yeah. You know, so there's a lot to cover in a couple more Definitely. episodes. And you mentioned earlier the possibility of this kind of third personality that might be in there because in the third episode there was a lot of time where Mark was like that wasn't me and <laughs> um and it wasn't um Steven either. And we don't know, like, what was this other personality? What are his capabilities? Is is he even more violent than yeah. Mark is, you know? Yeah, uh, there is an, another personality that I know of from the comics uh, named Jake Lockley. And so I think that that mm-hmm. might be, you know, th- okay. that other personality that they're talking about here, even though they haven't named him yet or, or any of that. And, and it's... Like you said, some of it was kind of ambiguous. You know, is it Mark? Is it not Mark? Does he know? Is is, is he is he not aware of this other personality? Mm-hmm. You know that type of thing. Because, um, like you said, he there's a few times in there where he doesn't seem to know what's happening. So, yeah, yeah. So I'm curious about that for sure. Right. So, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to to where this show's headed and and seeing the the last three. You know, it it's interesting with these six episode series you know they they just go by so fast you know and and, yeah um but i but i but it's good that they always tell a nice succinct story so i like that about them at the same time you know and i I, i've been enjoying the episode length too i mean we're not getting Mm -hmm. dinky little 20 minute episodes these have been you know, <laughs> we're looking at you, Mando. <laughs> yeah, uh, these have been forty-five minute, you know, to up to an hour uh, long, mm-hmm. which is nice. We're getting a lot of storytelling there. We're getting a lot of a good time in, in this series. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, and for for me, I, I really do feel like I need to go back and and watch these episodes a second time to see some of the things that I might have missed, especially with the the dialogue and. I find myself more and more recently putting subtitles on when I watch shows, like just to make sure I get all the welcome to the club the dialogue and everything. <laughs> I I kind of I, I kind of love watching shows with subtitles, especially when I really mm-hmm. want to make sure I get it all. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. So, but yeah, I'm with you. Well, any final thoughts on the uh, no, first ex- half of midnight? I mean, that I'm excited where it's going. Like I said, I'm I'm really digging the show and uh hope it it finishes out strong. Uh, I hope we see more of Moon Knight and that this isn't a character that's reserved for something in the next phase or something like that. We're just getting introduced here. I want to see more of them, you know, sooner than yeah. later. So, um one more thing that documentary I was talking about is called Monsters Inside the 24 Faces of Billy Milligan. Um Okay. Which is kind of deals with DID uh so Mm-hmm. Maybe interesting, interesting to check out. So, yeah, thanks for that other recommendation. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, we also want to know what you guys think about Moon Knight. Let us know. Um, reach out to us. And uh, that's a wrap for today. Hey, Doc, we better back up. We don't have enough roads to get up to 88. Roads? Well, we're going. We don't need roads. 
Thank you for tuning in to episode 124 of From a Certain Point of View. Remember to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. And if you're using an app uh, like Apple Podcasts that lets you leave a review, we'd appreciate if you did that. It helps us get out to more people. And it also lets us know what you like and what you don't like about the show. We are continuing our Discord watch parties. We're watching Moon Knight. Uh, we'll be watching episode 4 Thursday night at 10 p.m. Eastern. If you need the link for our free Discord server, you can find that in the show notes every week. You can also find it on our website, which is facpov.com. There you can find uh, all the show notes for all of our past shows. You can find links to where else you can find us on the internet. Uh, Some of those places are our social accounts, uh, such as Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Those two are both at CertainPOVPod. Our Facebook page is From a Certain Point of View. Email address is certainpovpod at gmail.com. And you can send us a voicemail. You know, Josh mentioned uh, right before the break. Uh, We want to know what you think of Moon Knight. So send us that in a voicemail. You can dial 724-901-1783. We would love to play those on the show. And once again, that number is 724-901-1783. One seven eight three. We are part of the Red Five Network. You can find all of the Red Five Network shows, thirty strong and growing. You can find them all at redfivenetwork.com and on Twitter at Red Five Network. You can also find uh, me on the internet at the Gods eighty five on Twitter and Instagram, and also on my Disney blog, uh, which is earsgoneby.blog. And uh, Josh, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at JediJarJar1722 and on my YouTube channel, Live God's Truth. Also, be sure to subscribe to our um, YouTube channel from a certain point of view. Um, Thank you once again so much for listening today. We appreciate you, and everything we said today was true. From a certain point of view.